backfield. Rosary in the backfield, the crowd in full throat. They swing it out to Rosary on the right side. Rosary chased by Josh White, strung out. Josh White and others will wrap him up for a loss. Way back in the Rams with 138 left. We'll get the ball back. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. This podcast is the voice of amateur football in Saskatchewan. Now, other media outlets pay attention to amateur football, you know, a few times out of the year when it's trendy to do so, but not here. Over the last four years, my goal has been to put the spotlight on athletes, coaches, and builders who have been instrumental in keeping alive and growing the game of football. Now, I do talk pro football on this podcast, but let's be honest, interest flows downhill. If the riders are doing well, then more kids are likely to play football at the grassroots level. I'm sure hoping when the CFL comes back that they do it with a focus on the three down game in Canada. In my opinion, that's the key to turning this thing around and making it sustainable in the long run. But it's going to take work. A lot of work and commitment from everybody. How much do we love this game in Canada? Well, we're about to find out soon enough. This podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Regina Sports Performance Center at 1440 Broadway Avenue. Face First Medical Aesthetics here in Regina. Above Gabo's on Dudney Avenue. Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Saskatoon's only certaintied five-star roofer backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 262-ROOF. Gear up with John Ryan Foundation. Get in the real estate game with former CFLer Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina by giving him a call 306-502-5355. Double at Ag Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give Corey a call 306-842-2406. And Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his excellent work at markgreshner.com. And from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio, it's time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and speak with Regina Ram Robbie Lowe's, who was recently drafted by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's our homegrown segment for AGT Foods. Thanks to Murad El-Khatib for getting on board and supporting football at all levels in the province. Tell us about your draft night. How did you find out you, you got drafted? Some guys tell me it's a pretty weird process if you don't go in the first two televised rounds. Yeah, um, I was just like sitting there at home and, uh, you know, I, I, I thought I was going to get like a call, like maybe before the pick. But uh, yeah, it was somebody like I saw them. They're just all Snapchatting me like in a row, like came real quick. And then I checked uh, the score out. And I saw my name pop up with uh, Winnipeg decided. So I was pretty happy. And then my agent called me. And shortly after, uh, Coach O'Shea called me. Yeah. And uh, from there, it was just all smiles. It, it is kind of weird because like in the NFL, when you watch the NFL draft, like you get a call from Buffalo or whatever. Hey, ready to be a Bill, ready to be a Packer, ready yeah. to be a Ryder, ready to be a Bomber. And you didn't get it is kind of a weird process, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I was like kind of watching it. So like when I'd see a team go on the clock, you know, if I didn't get like a call there, I was just assuming that like they're picking somebody else because, uh, you know, I just thought that like with the speed of how like the rounds kind of three to six go, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot quicker, obviously, than those first two rounds. Yeah, I just thought that, um, you know, it'd be on to like the next pick type of thing. But, you know, I was beyond happy when I saw Winnipeg uh, select me. Your dad used some of that sweet, sweet Vegas Golden Knights money to give you guys some high-speed internet so you could actually uh, get the pick faster than than, than maybe <laughs> before, right, that cheapskate? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we got to talk to him. I mean, uh, yeah. we got to sacrifice a few things. So, you know, we got to get internet now, but now the thermostat has to be set low. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you, know uh, uh, <laughs> you sacrifice one thing for another. 
he's a hockey dude. How does he like his, his son being a football guy? Is he into it? Does he follow the game? Does he like the game? Oh, yeah. I think he loves it. Uh, I think the big thing for him is he gets to watch it as more of a fan. You know, yeah. obviously, he's always going to have that, you know, scouting perspective. Just uh, doesn't matter what sport you watch. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's nice that uh, he, he can watch it in more of a, I wouldn't say casual, but uh, a less... Yeah, right. He gets to watch it as a parent, whereas, like, I remember growing up playing hockey, you, you know, even if I was in peewee or something, it's you can't really turn it off, right? You're still watching it through, um, you know, a great hockey mind, whereas, like, football, he gets to just enjoy uh, the game a little more, I think. Your mom excited? Oh, uh, yeah. She, she, was, uh, she was super happy. Uh, you know, she was, she was getting – I think she might have got more calls than me. <laughs> <laughs> Did your phone blow up after you, after you made it? Yeah, it was going crazy. So I, I told you, it was pretty much just like two hours after there. I was just sitting on the couch and I was trying to, you know, respond to as many people as I could, answer mm-hmm. the calls, you know, and not just like the, a simple message, you know, I want to, you know, say thank you, you know, ask how other people are doing, you know, ask how their families were. So um, after about two hours, though, I went in uh, over to Kyle Boris's house and, you know, obviously, yeah, um, we were pretty happy. His family was over there. So, uh, you know, we got to celebrate it together that night. And I think that's pretty special. Yeah. How cool is it now? He tells me you're the one that's going to be driving to Winnipeg and he's working the ox cord. That's what he said. Do you agree with that? Um, I agree with the, the fact that I'm driving, but as far as the ox cord goes, I mean, I don't know if he can be trusted. Um, he's still playing. He's still playing the same music um, that he was playing at the start of the pandemic when we were working out at my house. So, yeah. I mean, I've heard it all. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he uh, takes the next few months to update his playlist. What does he, give, what does he listen to? What does he listen to? He looks like a country guy to me. Okay, he does like country, but uh, I think he has the same 10 uh, kind of rap songs that he plays over and over again. So, I mean, it's only, it's a quick drive. So, if, if, he, has to, <laughs> <laughs> if he has to play on the ox card, you know, yeah. I can make that sacrifice yeah. for him. It, it could be weird, depending if you make the roster or whatever, to be on the other side. I, I said this to him. What happens if you're on the bomber side for a Labor Day game? Might be the first game of the season. And Lowe's, you suck Lowe's right at Mosaic Stadium. What will that feel like? Um, I think it'd feel awesome. Uh, I think I'm I'm ready to play in front of like the big crowds. And I think Winnipeg, um, they have a they have a pretty awesome fan base, as do the riders. I mean, you see how the Labor Day classic, the Banjo Bowl games, you know, that rival. I grew up watching watching it, but uh, you know, I'm excited, excited to be in blue and gold and uh hopefully. Uh, we see we see a few blue and gold uh, jerseys in Pill Country. Cool. You know, all our friends watching us, and uh, hopefully, we can turn turn some of those Rider fans into Bombers fans. One thing I think might work in your advantage, and you can say yes or no to this: you went to camp with the Riders in the Chris Jones regime. In fact, Coach Dickey said to me, "I thought I recognized that Lowe's kid from somewhere. I can't remember if it was camp or a, a Ramza game." But anyway, you went to camp with the Riders as a junior guy with the Thunder. How much do you think that'll help you? Kind of acclimatize yourself to uh, what'll be a fast training camp because of the sped up year. Um, I think uh, that type of uh, experience is invaluable. Like uh, just the whole process of it. I know I was talking to Coach McConkey, and he's like, you know, the training camps they're they're long days. You know, you're you're on uh, the university campus and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I told him I was like, I know I, I went through it. So yeah. I think you know, being away from home, I'm um, just to kind of have an idea of the whole process of it. You know, I know it's a different team, but still to have gone through it before, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's just just a huge, huge thing that uh, works in my favor as I'm trying to make a team. And I think, uh, 
you know, to go in mentally prepared. I mean, that's just another thing that, that can help, you know, you don't have to worry about what's to come. You know, I kind of have that idea already of what's, what it's going to be like. And that was a segment I did with Robbie Lowe's for the Top 50 Can West show that I'm working on. Hoping to have that out this summer, working with a couple of film students over at the U of R, including Eric Cox. And we're hoping to have that across a bunch of platforms, kind of mimicking the NFL Top 100. It is definitely something that I'm looking forward to getting out there as we need to promote these kids because they work damn hard and do it without a lot of recognition. And it's time to start promoting, promoting at the grassroots level. That's why I've been doing this podcast all these years. It's time now for Ballsy's Pick 6, a look at six topical sports stories. And joining me for this segment is BC Lions broadcaster Julio Caravata, who is also a Canadian quarterback with the Leos back in the day. Let's head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. All right, it's great to talk to you, Julio. i tell you what, man, uh, that's one of the things I miss most about not having a football season is seeing all my colleagues come in from like BC <laughs> and Edmonton and such. Like it's a, it feels like forever, doesn't it? Oh, I, I, trust me, that is uh, the highlight for me as well. Um, you know, when you when you love the game and you love talking about the game, you like to surround yourself with people who are like minded, and um, you know that that is definitely something that I've missed, uh, especially going to places like Saskatchewan where you know they love the game so much, and there's such a, a an excitement in the air every time you land in that airport uh, about the upcoming game. So. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm like everybody else, right? I miss it. Uh, I can't wait for it to come back and, and, uh, get, get back. Things get back to normal. Okay. So this is the pick six and I've got my guest, Julio Caravata here to go through these six topical things. One doesn't have to do with sports unless your mom gave you a, a, a piece of sports <laughs> advice, but we just got past mother's day. What's the best yeah. piece of advice, Julio, you got from your mom? Um, it have to be, uh, treat people the way that you would want to be treated. You know I mean? Be a, try to be a good person and, um, you know, people will be good back to you. Now that's not always, that does always work out, but for the most part, I think it's been the, the, the best advice she's given me. Uh, you know, I, I, my mother is a sweet lady who, um, you know, is, is always trying to make people happy and, and bring a smile to their face. And that's something that, uh, you know, I think people reciprocate for her the way that she treats them. So, uh, that is definitely something that, that she taught me at a very young age. We're always a mama's boy, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> especially for me, I was the only boy in an Italian in an Italian house, so you could only imagine. <laughs> was she was she was she hard on you, or did she treat you no. with kid gloves? Oh no, no, she she was tough. She was the one who disciplined. My dad never ever. Wow. Um, you know, back in those days, my dad, you know, you you know, you used to get a good slap in the side of the head. Yeah. But my mother used to. My mother used to be. Everyone used to say to me, "Hey, where did you learn how to throw?" Um, and I say, "Well, you know, it's probably my mother. My mother could. She used to wear those wood sandal shoes. Right. And uh, she could she could take that shoe off and throw it at you, and hit you like from ten fifteen <laughs> yards, and she'd always find a way to hit you like right in the head." I was just like, how do you do that? Like, in full stride, you're able to get that slipper off and throw it. Like, she was unbelievable at it. So, anyways, yes, uh, uh, my mother was the, was the one who was the disciplinarian, but um, mm-hmm. she was also the one who took care of everybody as well. Better CFL passer than Vince Ferragamo back in the day, right? <laughs> more, ac- more accurate. Hey, uh, yes. okay, okay, there's a little 1979 <laughs> reference for you yes, folks out there. Nice one. Yeah, Very okay. Nice one. So Connor McDavid is rolling. First off, just a comment on this guy. For me, he is must. He is must see TV. I just got to stop when he's playing. Yeah, 
I, I, you know what? I, I, you know what amazes me about him, and and I've, I've watched. I think I've watched a lot more Edmonton Oilers games this year than I have ever, to tell you the truth. Well, probably since Gretzky when they had that uh, amazing run as well. But I think to me, I think like you know the National Hockey League. You, you're talking about the best players in the world, mm-hmm. and when you see him skate at the level that he can skate, like it, it's like everyone else is standing still. Yeah. And I think, oh, my God, like, how how fast is this guy that he can do this at this level? And and the things that he does at full speed. Um, you know, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I, I know this might not go over well, but I, I'm a, I was born and raised in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a big Leaf fan. So obviously for me now watching Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, like, you know, they, there's, I, I, you know, I mean, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. But Connor, my God, I mean, when he skates and does the things that he does, it's just, it's just phenomenal to watch. Feels, like, it just blows feel, me away. Feels like it's his league and everybody's paying rent. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Never, you can tell the guys, too, like there's certain guys that are just watching him going, like at that level, there's guys that go, Jesus, this guy's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, know, makes, like, he makes Shea Weber look like a beer league defenseman. I know. And that's not I even – that's crazy. Oh, so, I know. So who's – Who's the must-watch player for you in the CFL? I know, it t- you know we haven't seen it for a couple of years, but all things yeah. being equal, who's that guy for you in the CFL? Well, I have to, I, you know, it's going to be a couple of guys. I know this is going to be pretty obvious, but, like, you know, I, I will say that it's one of the things, like, as I've gotten older, I, I just have a real appreciation for people who play the quarterback position, and they can play, they play it well. And because and, I, I think a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to do all the things that these guys do, um, and and just have the success they have. So for me, I, I, I'd have to say like Bo Levi is a guy that I I, I love to watch play because I, I love the control and the command that he has. Mm-hmm. And the same for Mike Riley. I, those guys for me, um, I just love watching you know great quarterback play. I love uh, you know seeing guys who are just in total command of of the field when they step on. And you can see too, that when they step on the field, the players around them have the, you know, they respect them and they, they want to play for them because they know, you know, if they do their job that they're going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that those, those two guys for me are, are like, you know, I, I love it when they play against each other. Cause I, I know what I'm going to be in for. Um, but there, there are two guys that I, I love to watch play. Number three on the pick six with Julio Caravada and Ballsy is the Kentucky Derby. You ever bet on a horse race, Julio? <laughs> Yes, I have. I did too. I, I, bet, I did too. Two bet, years ago. I'm not a better. I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not a gambler at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember um, here at um, in Vancouver, we got a Hastings Racetrack, and the the people down there are fantastic. And I've done a couple of events there where they've invited like the BC Lions and the BC Lions alumni down there with like the Canucks and Canucks alumni. And so I've I, I've gone down. There. I went down there with my wife, and one day, like we we did, we don't know anything. But when you're there, you know, I mean, it's kind yeah. of fun to. But you know, bet bet a little bit of money, and so uh, my wife and I, we got this. You know, to give you the cards and on how to read the, the like who the favorites are, yeah. and, you know what the horse. So you know, and then all the obviously the names, and you know we're we're we're, we're picking basically we're picking names. So I remember we put twenty bucks on on this one race, uh, and it was like for the first, second, and third, mm-hmm. um, or like, it, like you know even if it was it wasn't maybe even for like for showing or something along those lines. Anyways we ended up winning and I think it was like 300 bucks Wow! that we won. I know it was like the only horse bet like I've ever made and we won. And then I never bet again because I figured, Hey, you know what? We're walking out of here 300 bucks richer. Um, you know what? Let's go for a nice dinner or something like that. So I'm not the type of guy that thinks, okay, I won. Now I'm going to go back. I'm going right. to blow it thinking I'm going to make, um, 
make uh, uh, you know some more money. I got hey, I got a quick story about that though from a guy in high school that yeah. speaking of horses. So my a buddy of mine in high school, I won't mention his name, but his dad went to Vegas and won a bunch of money and came back. He has three kids, two boys and a and a girl. She was sixteen, he was eighteen, the brother was twenty. And he says at dinner time, he goes, I'm going to give you each one thousand dollars, and you've got to spend it. And back then, you know, a thousand bucks is a lot of money. Huge. Uh, you got to spend it. And in three days, I want you to come back, and I want you to tell us what you bought on at the at the at the kitchen table. So in three days, you know, like they they go out and do their thing. And so Paul, his name was Paul. So Paul says, I said, so so what? Did, well, like you know, what did Craig, your brother? He, oh, he. You know, he's big into golf. He bought new golf clubs and golf balls and shoes and his new clothes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What about your sister? Oh, she, she went out and did the same thing. She spent $1,000 on clothes and blah, blah, blah. I go, what did you get? He goes, I bought some golf balls. I said, well, what else? He goes, I didn't buy anything else. I go, well, what did you do with the rest of the money? He goes, I went to the track because I tried to make the 1000 into 2000 and I lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That sounded almost like a a uh, a uh, biblical parable that I listen to when I go to church, man. That's hilarious. You got one talent, turn it into three. Uh, yeah, exactly. I won ninety at the Kentucky Derby a couple of years ago because my friend went and he said, "Hey, you want to you want to get in on this?" And yeah, my my horse finished second, so I won ninety bucks. But that's oh, it. Nice. Hey, uh, so the yeah the Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit will probably be yes. stripped of its uh, championship because of steroid use. But did you see the lame excuse the trainer used? Oh. That, that I couldn't believe it. That his guy, that is that is that his assistant drank cough syrup, took a piss in the in the hay, and then the horse ate it and tested positive. Uh, well, I, I well, I thought that was a close second to the because uh, of the cancel culture. Yeah, 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 uh, vibe. yeah. You mean like give me a break, these guys? Are some, you know what? You know what it is. You know the scary thing about all this, Ballsy, is that what what Trump did down in the states yeah. was that he created this culture that you know what? If you get accused with something. Just deny it. Yeah. Just deny, deny, deny. It's the it's something else. It's someone else's fault. It's this. That, you know what I mean? Like, how do you? No one. No one admits to anything anymore. They try to make these crazy ass excuses. Like I was like looking at him, going, "Dude, I mean, <laughs> you, you look like an idiot." Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah Anyways, Doug, what's the what's the wildest excuse you told your mom to try to get away with? To get away with something? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, you know what, Ballsy? I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I was a pretty decent kid. Like, I, 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 I wasn't that kid that went out on Friday nights. You know, I, I, my wife laughs at me now because, and even my kids will laugh at me because I was, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't a guy who went to house parties and yep. I, I stayed home on Friday nights. I watched Love Boat. I watched the <laughs> Dean Martin, I watched the Dean Martin roast. I watched Fantasy Island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was I, I was that kid. I don't know what it was. You know was I mean, me I just too. didn't. I, I didn't go out that much. Maybe so, that's maybe that's why we hang out because birds of a feather flock together. I yeah, was right. I that's... was Night Rider. I was Dukes of Hazard. I remember my Birds and the Bees talk with my dad. He, I didn't realize we were having the talk. We started to sit. <laughs> no, serious, true story. We started to sit down. He said, "Son, I want to talk to you about something." And then all of a sudden. We realized Knight Rider was firing up, and that was our Birds and the Beast talk. We watched, we watched David yeah. Hasselhoff, and I never, I never got the Birds. You never got the, the talk. No, I never got the talk, and that's maybe why I'm terrible in my love life. Uh, okay, number four in the pick six. Will we play August fifth? I don't think so. Yeah, you know what? Like, God, you know, I, I I hate saying this, but things just 
are are changing so much. Like here in BC now, mm-hmm. um, they're they're changing again. Like it, it's just, yeah. I I I I think it's going to be more like September. If if I was a betting man, I, I'd say it'd be more the beginning of September than it is the beginning of August. Yeah, yeah that's what I said um, too. That's what I said two uh, months ago. I had heard so, from some reliable sources that the Labor Day weekend might be the unofficial kickoff. Yeah, to the, the to kickoff. The, yeah, and have a half half a season, and yeah. you know, because I think I think by September, I know that here they're talking about the, you know the, the kids like now they've got it eighteen plus in hot spots here are eligible for it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like they're, they're getting down into those numbers where the high school kids, they're saying, you know, by, by, by September and back to school, everything should be back to, to normal. So to me, that tells me that if that's the case, uh, then September sounds like a pretty, pretty good start date for the CFL. So, Julio, um, shouldn't we have played the Grey Cup in December in either Montreal or BC, like like, and give caretaker Bob Bob Young, who has done a lot to keep that franchise alive in Hamilton, give him his just due. Move the Grey Cup to 2022 and let him have a full experience of the Grey Cup. That's what I believe. And let's just do it indoors because yeah. December football, forget it. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that is a bit crazy. I, I won't lie. When I heard that, I thought, oh God, you know middle of december in hamilton my gosh i mean like and you don't you know i mean hey we all want to see weather like i i understand yeah. like there, there's a certain element to the to the playoffs and to, to the great cup when you get but man oh man you're playing in the middle of december in in uh in ontario man you're you're you mean it's, it's the same for you imagine if they were playing in the middle of in the middle of december in saskatchewan what would you be expecting yeah like, terrible it would be terrible and then and then the thing is too is that when you get to that point, right, you want to see at least, you know, the, the game not be completely dominated by the weather, right? So That's right. I'm with, I'm with you on that. I, I would have liked to, and you know, it's one of those years where you gotta, you gotta kind of go on the fly. And I would have had no objections to them doing that either in Montreal or BC, um, you know, for this year and then have everything kind of go back to normal. Uh, the following year, yeah, and, and then give us the 2023 Grey Cup, and yeah, maybe yeah. And, ma- and maybe that could be the one and only XFL CFL championship before the thing folds. Uh-oh. As you as Uh-oh. you can tell, you as had you had to bring that up, as you can yeah. as you can tell, buddy, I'm not a big fan. Good segue. Yeah, what are you? What are you? What rule are you willing to give up if they uh, if they combine oh, the two leagues? Oh God, what rule am I willing to give up? You got to give something up. The rule, or maybe the field the, how size. About the, how about the single? How about the single uh, miss point, miss mixed field, field goal? Okay, for, you get a you get a rouge. Okay, I, I you know I mean I know I'm taking that's an easy one, right? I, that's a, but I, I hear what you're saying. You're like, I you know I mean it would be interesting to see what football would be like if you you know you talked about the field getting a little bit wider, mm-hmm. and say what happens if you had four downs with unlimited motion. Yeah. I don't know. Like you know, I mean, there's this is the, these talks aren't going away, which tells me something's up, and um, it'll be very interesting to see how this all turns out. Uh, I know you and I are, are traditionalists; we love the game the way it is. Um, but I will say that here in Vancouver and in Toronto and in Montreal, something different needs to happen. Um, that like and, and and you know the the business plan that the CFL has you know, isn't working here. It may be working in Saskatchewan and in the prairies, but it's not working here. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see where, where this thing all, all you know, turns and heads uh, in the next few months. Yeah, but have we tr- 
have we tried? Have we tr- have we really tried here? Do you know what I'm getting at? Like like for instance, I just watched the CFL draft and yes, they did two rounds on TV. But during that draft, you have two announcers talking about the XFL CFL talks on a night when we should be highlighting Canadian yeah. talent with the commissioner yeah. on set. Like it doesn't mean I don't think we've tried hard enough. We haven't done a good enough job of promoting our stars, our Canadian stars. We don't make people interested at the grassroots level. We just automatic your 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 former well, court your former quarterback, Julio. Let me ask you this: out of twenty hail mary passes, how many actually work? Yeah, you know. So one what, out of twenty. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And we're trying to chase a league that isn't even a league right now. Like yeah, it's not. Yeah. it's not even a. They're and, chasing money. Yeah, they're chasing money. That's what they're doing. Yeah, That's but what they're doing. Hey, I, 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 I agree. You know what? The one of the big problems with balls is, is that. One of the things is that we've become, and I don't know what it's like in, in, in Saskatchewan and Regina, but I can tell you here, it is sad to see where sports has gone in the sense of what we see on television and what we see in the papers, because papers don't exist. Mm-hmm. And I know that you know that we lost the, the TSN 1040 here, the all-sports radio right. station that was hugely successful. Mm-hmm. They just cut it off. And now you have one radio station, and they and, and because they have the, the rights to the Canucks, they are talking Vancouver Canucks 24 hours a day. So you know what? Here on a local level, and even like at a local level, and even up to where like the CFL is, like we don't hear anything about a high school kid, about a university kid that is you know uh, heading maybe to the Olympics. Any of those things, we don't hear them. You know, there's nobody. There's nobody promoting. We, we have one a television station here that has a sports department still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So we don't. We we. How do you? You know. How do you expect people here in this market to know who some of these young players are in the CFL who've got great stories? That how do you get that message across? Yes, and I'll tell you. How do you what, get the message across? I'll tell you. I'll tell you something right now. Uh, you know, people used to get annoyed at Tom Shepard because he would, you know, on our stations, he's allotted one minute, but he'd take three to 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 ram the riders, friends of the riders, lottery down your throat. But if it wasn't for that lottery, and if he didn't get people in a headlock and force them to buy tickets. They wouldn't buy tickets. It it, it, it takes hard work, and I think yeah. people people are not committed. People that should be committed to it. Owners, board of governors, commissioner, whoever—they're not as committed as they need to be, and they're looking for a hail mary from a yeah. league, from a league that folded twice. Like, yes. listen, listen, Julio Caravada and Michael Ball can have the greatest steakhouse in the world. I've talked about this before, and if we don't advertise, people are still going to go to the keg, right? Yes, right. And yeah. so, so you got to advertise here. Keep what what's different about your league three downs big field motion ratio all that stuff but promote it i just uh yeah. it just drives me nuts yeah and you're right and if you're and if you don't promote it how do you expect people to go right yeah. that's that's the that's the problem and that's but that's the problem here in this market right like it it and everything we get here's the other part what else do we get on television well, we, get, we get sports we get sportsnet connected mm-hmm. and we get and we get a tsn sports center and what's coming out of those stations? Well, are you getting a local? Are you getting a local story no. on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Are you getting a local story about a university kid there who's whether it's a, a, 
a female volleyball player who's going to be on the national team or, or a woman's basketball player or a, a, a guy who's playing football at, at, at North Dakota, at the University of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we, we, I, don't, I don't see those things. No, I, don't I, I mean, I, I, and there's, there's not enough of that regional. They, they've cut out that whole regional part of, the, of, those, of those broadcasts. And really, people have just become, you know, they, they, if, it's out, if it's not in front of them, it's, they, it's, it's like it's in another world. Yeah, and so now people have just completely forgot about it. So there's a long road to recovery here, buddy. And and I don't have to tell you because you know. But mm. you, do you have somebody at the local level who's going to have that mindset? Who's got who's got the, the wherewithal, the money, the to see that and and be willing to invest in it? That, that's that's going to be a big that's question when here. it comes to. Okay, so uh, take that three hundred dollar horse money you won with your wife. Yes. Okay, you're betting. Uh, I'm going to put two scenarios on the table for you. Uh, you're betting that the CFL XFL merges. How much are you betting that it merges? Are you betting all 300? Oh man, God, that's a good question. Um, I'm not betting all 300. Okay, what are you betting? I might bet. I might bet 100 bucks. Okay, is that because you're cheap or because you're not sure? I'm probably a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's let. So now here we go. Uh, the XFL and the CFL merge. Does yes. it, how much are you betting of that money that it lasts? Wow, I mean that's um, well. You know what? Let, let's let's just if that were to happen, yeah. And depending on what, like what, like the rules look like, and what, like, because all I know, um, Ballsy, is this: is that down because the, the, obviously is the appeal down in the states. Right. Yeah. That's that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a television deal. They're looking for something that, you know, that they can they can, you know, yeah. make some money and, and, and have the league survive. So all of a sudden now. So that's who you have to appease, you know, because, you know, football fans here, you know, you're going to get your diehards that are going to be pissed off that they change the rules. Right. Yep. But you're also going to get a you're going to get people who are going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to check this thing out. I want to see what it's for. I want to see with my own eyes. And you know what, if, if that is a. A little bit bigger or a little bit uh, a smaller CFL field, not much smaller, but a little smaller. Maybe you you you, you, know, you know you make the end zones the end zones maybe five yards shorter, so you're appealing to that kind of American crowd where it's not too crazy, it's not too outlandish. You go four downs, you go unlimited motion. You know you you have you know that element where it's faster. There's more throwing. There's all this kind of stuff. You never know. They might fall in love with it. They might be something that they really like. Mm-hmm. But those are that's the those are that's the dice that you're going to have to roll. You never um, answered my question. How much is money going to survive? How much money are you putting down that it survives? That same hundred. Yeah. Okay. So one in three chance. Um, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. That and I, and I buy that. Uh, but here's here's something before we wrap up number five here. I don't. I got to tell you what, man. I know you guys play four downs there. It's kind of a split four downs, three yeah, downs. Yeah, the high school here, they play four downs. You're right. Yeah, okay. So we don't out here, and for a good chunk of Canada, we don't. Um, how's the grassroots game affected if uh, we don't have a Canadian ratio in professional football? Because I think that would be a huge, yeah. de- a huge dent to football in this country. Yes. Yeah, no, no. That, 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 would, have a big, that would have a big effect. Um. You know, I mean, it's interesting, too, because you see so many of these Canadian kids now that are having huge success down in the States um, and obviously now getting drafted. 
So I think you still have that element of young kids that want want to you know want that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you know, the opportunity to play professionally is also a big lure too, right? So, um, yeah, no, that would that would have a big that have a big impact mm-hmm. for no no question, right? You mean because hey, we all dream, we yeah. all we all have a dream to to play. When you play a sport for as long as, like, say, for me, like, you know, I, I, I dreamed about playing in the CFL. That was my, my, my end goal. And so to have achieved that, you know, but knowing at, at the university level that there was going to be no way that I was going to make it um, would have been really, like, you know, I, I, I probably would have gone a different direction as far as the sport goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a good point uh, for sure. Okay, so uh... – Number six and Ballsy's pick six with Julio Caravata. Who's the best commissioner in pro sports, in your opinion? Best commissioner. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you can. I'm not a big Goodell fan. I, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean that that thing just runs itself. Like my gosh, right? Um, and ever and all those other, you know, I I know a lot of Canadians will, will hate saying this, but like I think um, Batman's done a nice job. Like, I mean, as far as growing the sport. Mm-hmm. And where it's gone from where he took it over, um, I think he's done a very good job. Well, the, you know, TV, um, the TV deal he just pulled off is amazing in a pandemic world. Yes. Yes. So, you mean, and, and you know, you look at look at where the league was, you know, like, and, and obviously I'm older, like I'm, I'm 55. So when I was watching in the late 70s and, the, in the, and through the 80s and where the game has, has evolved to and, you know, the way they present it and how it's grown, especially down in the States and some of those markets that everyone laughed at when he went into. And we look at the grassroots level of of hockey, like in in Phoenix and in Nashville and those kinds of places that have really, really grown. Like he's done a very nice job. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. I mean, he kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that part of it, I know that he does that. But I mean, if you look at his body of work, um, it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to, to argue with his success. You know who I like? I think the best uh, commissioner is Dana White. Now you could take his, po- you could take his politics, yeah. take his politics aside. I mean, I, I, I'm not getting into that, but I'll tell you what, I love the fact he doesn't give a shit and he just does what he does and everything yeah. he does seems to work out. He, he doesn't care what you say. He doesn't care what his mom says. He's just doing it. And I like that. Yeah. G- lots of yeah. conviction. And, and you're right. He's created, you know, I mean, you think about, you talk about a sport that he is, that has completely evolved yeah. in this, in, in, in the shape of its commissioner. Um, you, because as you say, he's got that, man, he's got that perfect blend of business savvy and showmanship and how to sell his sport. Um, yeah, no, he's done a very, very good job as well as, as creating, you know, God, what was that at the beginning? Like, you know, th- that's a billion yeah. dollar yeah. industry now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, is it is it is it still that? Like, I, I I'm I'm not a you I'm not a huge. I'm not I'm not a mark, huge. Go ahead. But is it was it the fam was it the brothers that originally owned that that whole thing? I, I believe so. I'm not a huge guy either. And it was like it's like four billion now. Like it's huge. This thing's all this thing rivals the NFL. How big it is now? Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And I thought, oh, he has too many pay per views, but people keep buying it and and snapping it up. So that is that is unreal. Last one here. The extra point I like to call it. Tim Tebow, a Jacksonville Jaguar as a tight end. What do you think about that? Wow, that that's just a <laughs> hey 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 buddy. I we really got along. You did some good stuff for me. 
here's a one-year contract, uh, come out and play tight end. Like, uh, to me, how old is he, 33? 33 hasn't played nine years, and it was one snap for the Jets as a backup quarterback. But I will say this, he must be talented to get a chance. And Nick Saban used to say, you're either an and guy or a but guy. A but guy is, hey, he runs a fast 40, he can can bench press all these weights, but he doesn't show up to class. But he's an idiot. But where Tim Tebow's an and guy, Hey, this guy is a great quarterback, and he's a good human, and he's a good locker room guy, and he's a good leader. So you probably get more chances than you should because you're an and guy, not a butt yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and you, I think you hit it right on the head. You're going to get more chances. Like, you know I mean? He's been out of the game for a long time. I just don't see how, you mean, how successful he's going to be at that at that spot. And, uh, and obviously his relationship with Urban Meyer goes way back to his days at Florida. So, um but you know what, I, I could see how that, you know, that might cause a little bit of a problem in a locker room. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of guys uh, would be, mean, yeah, a lot of guys would be disgruntled uh, trying to bounce around practice rosters to get a chance. Yeah, and this guy comes yeah, in nine exactly. years after. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, the guy's never played the position. Yeah. I understand he's a good athlete. You know what? There's a lot of great athletes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great athletes out there. Like, you know, if you, if you want, if you want some projects, but my goodness, man, he just seems to be getting, he gets chance after chance, uh, you know, I'm sure his, base, his baseball career should have ended a, a few years ago too, but he keeps set. He keeps hanging on. So um, again, it'll be it'll be a sideshow there, like to to, to see what he's done, but uh, and is going to do. But you know, that's the way it works in the world, right? You you have friends in play in high places. They're gonna maybe cut you a deal here and there. Yeah. Well, friend, I hope I get to see you this fall at some point uh, in this abbreviated season. Thanks for guessing with me. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime, buddy. It's always a pleasure. It's time for the Gospel According to Ballsy. Which young sports stars are appointment viewing for you? For me, here are the top five. At number five, Luka Doncic from the Mavericks in the NBA. Number four, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Number three, our own Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats. I'll tell you what, we're going to have fun with him over the next couple of years. This kid is a treat to watch. Fernando Tatis at number two for me, shortstop for the San Diego Padres. Baseball players are rarely appointment viewing. Two of the best are out west, and so you don't get a lot of their games on national TV. Mike Trout of the Angels and Tatis of the Padres. And number one for me and many people, no big revelation here, Connor McDavid of the Oilers. Remember when some so-called hockey expert said that Nathan McKinnon of the Avs or Austin Matthews of the Leafs were the best players in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Good one. It's Connor McDavid and it's not close. It's number 97's league and everybody else is just paying rent. McDavid just did the remarkable, maybe the most remarkable individual accomplishment so far in his young career. The Oilers captain recorded his 100th point of the season last Saturday when he set up his buddy Leon Dreisaitl on a two-man advantage in the second period. That assist capped off a four-point night as part of a 4-3 win over the Canucks. 100 points in 53 games at that time. Well, on Monday, he recorded two more points, giving him, of course, 102 in 54 games. That is 33 points in the last 12 games. In today's NHL, that is off the charts unbelievable. This guy gets checked harder than any other player in the league. You know every team that plays him talks about how they're going to check him and keep him off the score sheet, but he still does whatever the hell he wants. Now take away Gretzky's stats, and it's the kind of accomplishment an NHL player has managed just three times in the last 
100 years. McJesus on a prorated basis is on pace to hit 155 points if it was a normal 82 game campaign. Now the one knock against Connor Stats is the fact that he doesn't face all NHL teams because of the COVID-19 pandemic. That means no matchups against the league's top seven defensive teams, the Isles, the Knights, the Canes, the Bruins, the Avs, the Lightning, and the Stars. Now that's a good point, but I'd counter with this. Dude has been playing the same teams nine or ten times this season, sometimes on back-to-back -back nights, and nobody, and I mean nobody, has figured out a way to stop him consistently. What a season. I'd like to take this time to point out that the gospel according to Ballsy isn't a reflection of the sponsor. And that great sponsor is Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and PA. Choose Advantage Collision because they care about your safety. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.